And though every single human in the stands or in the commentary boxes was at a complete loss for words, the man who in his life had uttered fewer words than any of them knew exactly what to say. If I had words to make a day for you, I'd give you a morning golden and true. This day last for all time. Welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's Best Film Ever. My name is Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that is the gang today. It feels weird to go, just the four of us. No, I know. But right? it does feel like it's just the four of us. We've done a lot of five of us sort of things. and uh, We really have. We have. And so it's nice to get down to this nice small number of four. Like most podcasts are like one or two people. We're sitting here with a four pack on a good, on a good day, on a day. On a day. On a day, yeah. On a day. yeah. <clears throat> So, um, so let's jump in. Do we got a lot we're going to do today? Um, just as a quick promo and set things up. Uh, later this week, uh, we're going to drop our best of 2020 yeah. awards that I'm calling the besties. I'm calling the besties. Yeah, which I you know best film ever. Besties. I think that kind that of was hard. Or it's not. Well, you, you you mean hard to think of stuff? Yeah, not hard to name. It was quite easy for me to name it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so we have that coming up, and uh, that's on uh, best film. My brother will be coming out Friday, and then on Thursday we've got we're finally going back on talking the Mickey to a Disney classic. It's been like eight episodes since we've done a Disney classic. And we are going to do Snow White, and that's going to be fun. So that's oh, what's coming like up in the week coming out. I'm kind of ambivalent for it, but, you know, we'll see how, how it goes. I mean, it's the first. Of course. So it's historically significant, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And it gets an extra point based on that, kind of. He remortgaged his house well. for this film. Yeah. yeah. Context. Maybe I can talk to someone else into doing the context. We'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we go, though. Uh, let's talk about charts really quickly. So... Um, we had a good week. We had a good week. We almost cracked Ooh. the top 50 in the U.S. We were Ooh. 54, which I'll take. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people. A lot of them are for American. Christmas week, too. That's really cool. I'm sorry. You cut out there a little bit? <clears throat> said for Christmas week, too. That's really cool. Yeah. And if you consider it, a lot of people who do what we're doing here are Americans. They'd be like, hey, your friends and family. Go out. I mean, for us, I mean, I, don't, I know a couple of people in the States, but I don't know anybody who's like, I can pull on to go, hey, you know, remember <laughs> yeah. how, how we're friends and all this? Download the, I don't really have that. No, nor am I doing that. That's kind of. Not what I'd like to no. do, per se. It's like, just out in the general world, here's a podcast. Please listen to it. We think it doesn't suck. Yeah. I almost went with that, rather than it does what it says in the tin. Like, <laughs> we think it doesn't suck. We think it doesn't <laughs> Much suck. like the films that we review, we don't think this sucks. I like our, Unless I like our it's Batman stuff. and yeah. then Batman sucks. Indeed. Uh, we charted <laughs> also in Great Britain. Yay. In Canada. Canada. In Australia. Oh, good day, mate. Uh, number five in Switzerland. <laughs> cool. And you know what I'm going to say here? Sierra Leone. Number one in Sierra Leone. <laughs> so thank you, Switzerland. Thank We've you, Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. <laughs> I, don't think we're going, I don't think we're going anywhere. <clears throat> well, not we the moment. Are, we are, we are in, in, in the heart of lockdown. I don't know. Three. It's not an official lockdown. It may as well be an official it lockdown. It might as well be, yeah. 
Jeez. So trying to keep spirits high. Mm. Boxing Day and 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 the new and I understand why we have to do yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. But it's still a bummer. It is. It is. So maybe we can pencil it in for the next five years. What? What? Sierra <laughs> Leone. Oh, okay. Because I've been locked down. I'm like, no, I can't do five more years of this. No, I can't. To be fair, but my family's in Canada, and they're doing the same thing. Everybody's going back into yeah. you know states of like the. I mean, some parts of the United States are kind of doing individual. Like California's doing some stuff. Oh, okay. Like I know the San Francisco 49ers have been stuck in Arizona for like two weeks or three weeks wow. because they can't get back to their location because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's against local bylaws. Wow. So yeah, it's been really, really interesting, and that ties us nicely to fantasy football day. Yeah. Yeah, it is football. Championship Sunday, and we have to address the elephant in the room that is Ellie is going up against Alex from Main Street Finance. And on Christmas Day, Santa brought <laughs> Alex 54 points in the, pers- in the person incredible. of Alvin Kamara and his six touchdowns. And Ellie, I think you need to realize, I have never seen this in all my years playing. Oh my <laughs> and, and it has to happen when you were the number one team yeah. and, you've, and you've made it to the final. And then this happens. So upsetting and like i knew it was going to be close like it was going to be difficult this week because we were on like a 50 50 split before i might have been on like 49 or something but it was completely evenly matched really and then i just looked at my phone the next day and was like what the hell happened to be fair you are projected right now to lose by 50 points so uh, (laughs) your, your players are all having there's a lot of red on your screen so they're underperforming compared to predictions yeah so um yeah, it looks like it may be a Main Street Finance victory. That's mm-hmm. where the smart money is. Yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. 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 I know. And then is in the third place. Finance? Pl- yeah, that's funny. Yeah, in the, <laughs> in the third place, I think George is a bit, a bit, oh, geez. I was going to be all, I'm a 57-43 favorite over Georgia currently. Ooh. Oh, I don't like The this. boxing gloves are on. I don't like this. Kyler Murray was a Kyler fucking Murray rather than a he Kyler was- fucking Murray. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? He yeah. really was. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of red on my screen too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But Liam, you got fifth place wrapped up, man. Woo! Nick fifth and place. Russ, Nick and Russ don't know it. You come on really. <laughs> if, if this season went over four weeks, you beat me. Do you know what? Right? You would. I feel like I've got the hang of this now. Yep. Just, Just in towards- time for it to be over. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming everybody's back in next year, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There we go. So we'll I had see, no we'll, clue we'll, what we'll, I was doing at the beginning. Yeah. Now, now I'm swapping out players. I'm you getting do. people you, in. You're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. We Baker will, Mayfield. We will extend the invitations Baker out Mayfield. to seven of the eight teams to come back. For next year. <laughs> yeah. uh, Georgia, you're the eight. You can't come back. <laughs> That's you don't want me to beat you again. That's all. Well, it's, that might be the case based on what's going to happen. Today. Yeah. Uh, on that note, shout outs. And I have a lot of shout outs. We've had a lot of engagement. Maybe it's because people were at home at Christmas and nothing else to do. So they get oh, on the nice. old Twitter. Twitter. And they get a hold of us. So first off, Carlo, who we heard about last week. Hey, in our, Carlo. That was a lot of fun last week to do the Christmas party Muppet Christmas Carol episode. Oh, I really liked that. I enjoyed that. Micklewhite. Micklewhite. Yeah. Morris Micklewhite. Is that it? Yeah, Maurice. Yeah. Maurice. Or Morris, Morris, I guess you might say. Yeah. 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 So I think he's still, yeah, Maurice or Morris something. A Maurice. Charles. Maurice. <laughs> Morris Charles Micklewhite, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And so um, he was. He messaged me. He's only thirty minutes into the Christmas episode. And went. I'm thirty minutes in. Thanks for the great show as usual. He was a bit upset. He wasn't the only person to come up with a yippee ki yay motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he actually got it in first too. And yeah. Then, and then Nick and Russ um, nicked. Yeah. Nick that and I put them in a different order it wasn't a trilogy like though no it wasn't a trilogy we, no. we had something else at the end um, Emma Vernal Diorama who I spoke to about turkey curry because I wanted to know if turkey curry was really a thing 
I've had turkey curry. I have not, it's, obviously. It's like chicken curry. It's just it's, just it's just like a leftover thing, I was yeah, told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she said that her mom makes the world's best roast potatoes. And Everyone's mom makes, every, makes the best roast potatoes? <laughs> um, no, I think I make the best roast potatoes. Sorry, mom. You do? Okay. No, my dad makes the best roast potatoes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, my roast potatoes are okay, but yeah. I make a cauliflower cheese. I think. Cauliflower cheese? I used to make... Yeah, I used to make loads of roast potatoes when I was at uni because, of course, I did as a uni student. I made roast potatoes, so and they were good. Is that good. a thing that uni really students do? It. No, it's very oh, okay. much not. The it's crispier a thing the better. Does. In, in Canada, it was like craft dinner, which is like boxed macaroni and cheese <laughs> and um, uh, ramen noodles, which I guess you would call pot noodles. Kind yeah, of. pot but, noodles. But it, was like, it, was, it was like a brick. It wasn't like the, it didn't come oh. with a pot. Like you would just provide the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this like brick of like the same oh. sort of dried ramen so, wow. super noodles as opposed as opposed okay. to pot noodles yeah, 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 I, yeah. i'll take your, your word i don't know yeah, what super noodles is. Sense. okay I feel like if you can make really good roast potatoes at uni you're basically just making a substantial meal of its own like yeah yeah, yeah. sounds good uh we want to thank uh spy hards who got they got a nice christmas gift they had like one of those boxes you put a light in and it said on air and i was like oh, oh. Really kind of want that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also talked about the James Bond movie where like the girl's name was Christmas. Yes. Just to set up the line, you know, uh, Christmas only comes once a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's oh, so lame. <laughs> and the death of cinema. And we're all really, really afraid. We that, are. Uh, yeah. Oh, the best thing is, though, um, I was reading the local paper today about the Majestic. Mm-hmm. And they've got, here in Kingsland. Yeah, here yep. in Kingsland. And they've just been given a grant from the government to help... That's good. So that's really good. Yeah, yeah. We we because we, we were so terrified. That we want to make sure. Go. We, we want to make sure that we, we hang want on to, our to hang on independent yeah. cinema. If you have got an independent cinema in your town, please support your um, independent as cinemas. safety as you can. I mean, if if, if you're <coughs> feeling safe to go out to like a Weatherspoons when they're open, yeah, then please feel safe to go to a cinema when they're open because yeah. we need to support those or else Absolutely. they will disappear. I we'll feel never much safer back. in the cinema than I do in Weatherspoons. I would agree with that. Actually, I yes, I agree. Um, uh, Professor Jay, who was also talking about Christmas and the only one once a year, he called that the worst quip ever. I would agree. It seems like very lazy writing. Let's name a character just so we can have one joke at the end. <laughs> Paul and Griff for all the love. All the love they Aww. do, especially on the Home Alone episode. Thank you. And I promised I would report on Last Christmas, which I watched. Okay. I yeah, watched Last Christmas. I love this film, so, you know, be I'm careful. Not, I'm not going to say I gave it my heart. <laughs> um, but I'm also going to say that it threw it away. It okay. was a middle of the road kind of film. For I me. reckon this film will grow on you. I predicted maybe because I spent, and I wasn't trying to look for something, but okay. very early on I went, "Huh, something seems amiss." I'm trying to be non-spoilery here. Yeah, and I went, "Oh, it would be." I bet you it's, and then yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. what I thought. Um, that being said, where it was where, where when it was good, it was very cute. In the parts that was good, the, the two leads have a very much a chemistry oh, together. So good. Emma Thompson's funny. I, 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 the screenplay was by Emma Thompson and someone else. How was it? There were whole characters Ooh, I would have gotten. There, there were whole characters I would have gotten rid of. Like entire. Yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. there's like a, two police officers with comedy. Yeah, duo oh who my god. Give nothing. Yeah. Uh, there's a bit of it weird. Took away from the film. Yep, and there's a bit of a weird pacing with this other relationship that takes place between her boss and someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the timing of that, it peaks too early, and then it just sort of lingers. Like, like yeah, I agree like, with that. Like a bad smell. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. To be yeah. fair, I love this film, but I agree. Yeah. So uh, I went with that, and then uh, on second watch podcast, got in contact and jumped on. I said, they said it was okay. I thought it was obvious cool. how it was going to end early on, and they felt the movie felt like a higher budget Hallmark movie. And I went, "That's exactly what I'm thinking. This feels like a higher budget." I have no idea what Hallmark, Hallmark is. is like. The kind of movie you would find on Netflix. 
Oh, okay. Netflix before Netflix. Yeah, but before we had Netflix, we had the Hallmark Channel. They did all these Christmassy red jumpers. Everything oh, comes okay. together at Christmas and we fall in love. So, yeah. okay. you, know what, you know what Ethan's background was when we did the Christmas party with all the couples wearing red and green? And it was oh, like, yeah, 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 That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, Hallmark yeah. before it was Netflix. Oh, okay. Okay. And Dwayne Smith, who actually did me a solid by reminding... Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's my fault this time. <laughs> I'm just so used to George not doing it, but I did mention... Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! <laughs> um, who told me that King Ralph came out March 29th, 1991. So now me choosing not to go to Home Alone makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. Because it's March, if not April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's A, Home Alone still in theaters. Like, amazing how well That's that film did. crazy. Well, we said it was in theaters till almost yeah, June, yeah. didn't we? But, so you have that. But then the idea of me going, I'm not really feeling Christmassy. In yeah. it. I'd rather watch this rather than this overhyped, where I knew half the lines anyway, because everyone was talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's still a terrible film. Hey. <laughs> King Ralph. King Ralph. Oh, King, King Ralph. Ralph. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Dwayne Smith said his mom is a huge George Michael fan. This is back to last Christmas. Yeah. He was too by proxy. He took her to see it on her birthday last year. So many parts made him laugh about Klaus and a certain sexual orientation of a pudding <laughs> spring to mind. And uh, loved how dry Santa was. Um and said, to, and said uh, I didn't think you would be a massive fan of it, Ian. So, obviously, Dwayne's got, got, uh, me, got me figured out somewhere. Yeah, I think he has, yeah. Yeah, and then Ethan from Talking to Mickey, who told me to join the dark, the dark Side by hating this. <laughs> uh, Andrew Ashevsky gave us a very nice Merry Christmas greeting. You can catch Andrew on Talking to Mickey most weeks, where he gives us our pause for the parks. Uh, parks uh, raised time of the year, who said they now have a perfectly organized closet for the first time since they were in prep school, and its official best film ever has become the sponsor of all their gigantic house chores. Oh, that's so cool. Because they just put on the podcast. We've heard this before, people who Thank put on the you. podcast and just get stuff done around the yeah. house and go, it seems yeah, a lot more enjoyable. because Hamilton, didn't she? Someone said that about Hamilton, and we did that on Talking to Mickey. But yeah, I think we've talked about it. Other people have gotten in contact about long car rides and how we seem to be, rather than go through three or four episodes, yeah. we're about to make feel tired. You have the ending. I want to pick a new one. All oh, this is taking forever. The yeah. long format, I guess, works in that oh, regard. Oh, thank you. Uh, Civics Coffee Pod, who talked about the great community of podcasts, and says they just finished the episode on Home Alone, had to fight the nostalgia hard as they brought up valid points. I'd like to think that they is me. We fought, we fought it as well, so <laughs> don't worry. But it's still a favorite. Pain. They say, also thanks for the shout out debbie friend of the podcast says hey, they're debbie. listening to home alone and when you talk about him standing on a nail on the stairs it makes her stomach churn as mm-hmm. someone who stood on a sewing needle yep. when she was eight Ooh. and had to have it surgically removed Ooh. uh liam not this liam other no. one who we talked hey, about says, great thanks to clarify in the tweet the wahaha was in reference to this part of the santa claus movie which i did not get a chance to click the link i'm sorry liam <laughs> but also thinks we should review shawshank and of course we should oh, review shawshank we will that will happen oh i will uh, it's a musical pod for all the love all the time they give us our friends at effing nerds who just reviewed trading places hey it was really interesting to go ahead and give that a listen after we did it and oh, there's some things cool. they touched on and went, oh i didn't know that oh wow and there's some things that i think we did that helped kind of Shape. Ex- explain areas that maybe they, 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 it's interesting how we kind of came to them. We, we, yeah. we definitely came to the point about that last scene in the boxcar oh. with the blackface. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two different ways, I think we kind of went, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they really found it funny, whereas I couldn't separate myself. I understood maybe the time it was. Yeah. I just couldn't. Uh, Times have changed. Now, they acknowledge it. I mean, they're yeah, still yeah, going, yeah, like, yeah. We, we, wouldn't do, we couldn't do that today. No. 
Um, but they did a great job on that. And they just got some, if you're into Mandalorian, they got like a lot of great Mandalorian content, Ethan. Head to head video game podcast. They're genuinely enjoying us. And this morning, oh. I got a message from Sherry Debates, a new listener, and has already shared the pod with several of her friends. And I think she Thank might you, be Belgian. Wow. And we love our Belgian We listeners. love Belgian people, yes. We used to be a mainstay on the Belgian charts. Hey, I'm not being funny. When we first started this many moons ago. Yep. <laughs> Belgium was one of our best listeners. Yep. And we, we so love Belgium. We love Belgium. We do. The, life, the, 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 the big bucket list goal is to do something from Bruges at one yeah, point. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. We quite liked in Bruges as well. Well, we that's what, that's what yeah. 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 I mean, we can't really go there and redo in Bruges. Maybe we can do this over there and meet these people. Wow. Like a Belgian mis- yeah. listener meetup. How we'll prob- cool would that be? We'll probably have to wait until after COVID's over. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but no. <laughs> This is all after. I like the idea, Liam, of a situation where we could have a live broadcast of an episode. That'd be great. I think to actually engage with people, Mm -hmm. that would be something to be maybe on a smaller scale at first. Maybe something a bit more local. Yes. Maybe. We'll just sort of, of, maybe we'll look into that. We'll just throw that out there. We'll just throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, So, and that takes us to uh, something else that got thrown out there, which was me saying this week, we should do Babe. So first thoughts, I'm really curious, just off the hop, a blanket sort of statement from the girls who have never seen this film before. What do you think about Babe? Let's start with Ellie. Um, I don't know whether to be heart warmed or deeply disturbed. I think there's moments where you can claim both of those yeah, things. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I was surprised watching it now at how dark it is in places and going, yeah. wow. I knew Babe. Especially the opening. Oh, my God. There's a sequel that gets really dark. Gets really, really dark. I've not seen the sequel. I've not seen the sequel. Yeah, yeah. But I heard it was a dark comedy. And oh, okay. it was a different, maybe a different tone than this one. But then look at this one. I went, there are some parts that I've got like notes written down where I'm like, wow. Oh, I can't no. believe this happened. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia? I was just confused for a lot of it. What? I won't lie. I was kind of like, okay, dogs, pigs, sheep. Right. Got it. And then old farm man started doing a song and a dance halfway through. Okay, so I've, got, I've got some points because we talked about that a little bit here too. <laughs> I think Georgia that you liked the mice, didn't you? I did like the mice. <laughs> I thought you liked the mice. So like, oh, I like the puppies. Okay. <laughs> I like the puppies because my dog is the same breed, just a different fur type. Yeah. So he's, he's not, he's not as fluffy, but yes. Yeah, he's really a short. Cute. He's a smooth coat rather than a long okay. head, but they're the same breed. Yeah. So. Uh, and Liam, you and I have seen this before. I mean, for me, I said it wasn't the century. I'm sure I haven't seen this in the 21st century. I saw it once around about the time it came out. We we, we had the VHS, which yeah. is probably how I know it was the century. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last century, sorry. Because, yeah, we walked and, and really enjoyed it. And I could sing the song when it came back. And we'll talk about it when we get closer to it. Okay. But um, there's a lot I didn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So Babe is a 1995 family comedy drama film written by, uh, sorry, directed by Chris Noonan, produced by George Miller and written by both. Uh, it was released in theaters in 1995, which, if you would believe it, is the year of the pig. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, I would have said that. <laughs> yeah. It's the one that, make, that would hopefully make the most sense. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> if it was the dragon, it's like, why are you asking <laughs> me this like, question? What? What point <laughs> uh, it took seven years of development before it finally made it to the screen. One of the reasons why uh, it took between seven, some people even say 10, is because they're waiting for special effects technology to catch up with his vision of the film. And I, I think that, that absolutely makes sense. Uh, after seven years of development, it was filmed in Robertson, New South Wales, Australia. Really? Yeah. yeah. And but talking animal visual effects were done by Rhythm and Hue Studios and Georgia. I don't know if you caught this. 
Jim, Jim Henson's, Henson's Creature Shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing that... I did notice, and then I couldn't not see which ones were puppets, and I was it, it drew me out a bit because I was more concerned about the puppets. I would the, guess uh... <laughs> it's the mice. I would guess it's the cat in some sequences. Yeah. I think there's the... a couple of sequences where the dogs are as well. Oh, is there... yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hang on. I, I think like the one where Rex is sedated. Yeah, and you see, you know, when the yeah. um, the farmer came down, that was like a looking up shot. That was definitely. Okay. When puppet. when Fly was surrounded by her puppies as well, there's a couple where she's obviously a puppet because her head just kind of tilts oh, really? slightly, yeah. slightly too wrong. But I think that might be because I own a collie, so I know what they do. Okay. But um, I was just like, that's a puppet. <laughs> so the film was both a box office and critical success, uh, and it earned seven Oscar nominations wow. and won one for best visual effects. Yeah, I can see that. I think for ninety five time, geez, absolutely. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the film had 56 animal trainers on set to handle nearly 1,000 live animals. Yeah. Pre-production lasted eight months, shooting took six months, and post-production took 12 months. Yeah, yeah I can see that. And yeah, according to a lead actor, there was tension on the set, though, between producer George Miller and director Chris Noonan, and the director later complained, I don't want to make a lifelong enemy of George Miller, but I thought he tried to take control, sorry, he tried to take credit for Babe and tried to exclude me from any credit, and it made me very insecure. It was like your guru has told you that you are no good, and that is really disconcerting. Mm. Miller shot back. Chris has said something that is defamatory, that I took his name off the credits on internet sites, which is just absolutely untrue. You know, I'm sorry, but I really have a lot more to do with my life than worry about that when it comes to Babe. <laughs> which sounds all right. Yeah. And then he finishes... But the vision for that was handed to Chris on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> a backhanded I'd be very curious. I didn't do the yeah, research yeah. to see if they were the team on the sequel. I imagine they, fa- they found the new director. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So we start in, and we have the credits, and we have lots of pigs all over the walls, including some that moved. I like this opening credit. Yeah, the, the music was the theme. It was the same, it's the same song he sings later. It's that whole thing. I'll be honest, looking at the credits at the beginning, I really didn't expect them. If I had no idea about the movie, I would have never expected what I saw. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. credit to them. Credit. Uh, the music overall, um, I really liked it. Yeah, I like it. No, that was good. I think the opening music was really like twinkly and cute and it sort of lulled me into this false sense of, sense of security and then you've got these beautiful sleeping piggies and then it was like, bam, dark, ah. <laughs> Bam, I like duck, that. bam, duck went down. <laughs> Boom, bam. <laughs> he does go down, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> Several times. Um, so Jerry Goldsmith originally composed the film's music, but it was rejected for being too dark in tone. So a guy named Nigel Westlake was brought in to compose a lighter score, and it was performed by the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. And there was a lot where he had like this farmland, yeah. this really quaint-looking farmland, and then like this giant orchestral score. And it was the juxtaposition of those two things I got a lot of enjoyment out of. I felt the house was a little bit not quite right. Okay. It felt wizardry. But this, you thought it was similar to Hagrid's yeah, dwelling. Yeah, it didn't And I'm sitting seem... there going, it ain't. No, I, knew, I know. Because I knew it was Australia. But it was just like, it just <laughs> seems weird. Burrow. It doesn't look like a proper farmhouse. It probably wasn't. It looks like a, a cartoonish. Might be something they created for, yeah, some sort of visual. Because it looks quirky. It looks old school. And you you mentioned this felt like it was a, it was a film out of time. Yeah. Because w- when was it? Who knows? It, it felt, looked like it, it was felt, the 60s yeah, or something like that. Yeah, late 50s, early 60s. Because with all the, the flat caps. But then the, yeah. like, it's like a fax machine. Yeah. Yeah, so... It just seemed weird, didn't it? It just seemed like we needed to have enough modern stuff for when we want modern stuff. Yeah. But really, it was the lamb at time forgot. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
And so the theme song, um, If I Had Words, uh, was sung by Hoggett at the film's conclusion, is an adaptation of the Maestoso final movement of the Organ Symphony by Camille Saint-Saëns. Mm-hmm. And originally performed in 1977 by Scott Fitzgerald and Yvonne Keeley. And this tune recurs throughout the film score, and I heard it throughout. There's a sense of bigness, I think, in this because of the music and everything else. And yeah. there's also some moving pieces, literally, some moving <laughs> pictures, a little Jim Henson early on. And then we have the narrator played by Roscoe. I think it was Roscoe Lee Jenkins. And I liked him as, yeah. a, as a framing device for the story. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that was one of the framing devices that I did like. Okay, uh, I would others, imply from that, so infer from that, that there's oh yeah others that maybe weren't so much so. And then we meet Babe, Babe voiced by Christine Cavanaugh. And we get told by the voiceover, this is the actual, uh, that, well, in a sense, we get told about the dark truth about pigs. Yep. And it seems to be about factory farming and the notion of pig paradise. And that when a pig leaves, all the pigs think they're going to like, pig paradise to live and eat and do whatever and it's that good they never come back and it's that good they never come back and we know of course that it's the opposite and yeah. this sounds just like the plot of sausage party i've never seen that have you never seen sausage party <laughs> no. all the groceries think that when they're chosen they're going to paradise and they're being taken home to be eaten oh, okay. <laughs> so i'm just like yeah i remember seeing this later um <laughs> yeah, sausages can be made of pork can't they they can there we go yeah so yeah, um, I wouldn't. I don't think that one will be featured on the podcast anytime soon. No, no. no. That just sounds I might like have a week else. off if it does. <laughs> so uh, we get uh, Babe is the only one who's not like sucking at the mechanical teat. Yeah, he's watching his mum be taken away and just says bye, mom. And there's like a little tear on Babe's face, oh. and I'm like, oh my word! Uh, something like eighty over eighty pigs were used for the part of Babe. Wow. Because pigs grow that quickly? Yeah. And Babe had to be a piglet throughout, right? So how long do you think you have those pigs for before they're, the size discrepancy is just too obvious? And not once did I think, oh, it's a different pig. No, exactly. Wow. They all, they all look like amazing. I did notice their eyelashes, though. <laughs> did you? Weirdly enough, yeah. Okay. Pigs have, knew... have great eyelashes. I never they knew really pigs do. had pigs eyelashes. Pigs all have great eyelashes. Yeah. I never knew that. No. Something I learned today. Um, And then the Babe gets picked up and just given to like a county fair i guess because it's going to be he's going to be a prize yeah because they don't care what pig they get do they no there's one the guy pig. goes to the run of the litter it's run of the litter get rid of him is yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the cheapest thing for us to donate yeah, yeah, yeah. and we meet the hoggets uh, esme and farmer uh, also known as arthur hoggett uh took me to the end of the film taking notes to realize that hog uh, i'm i'm I miss really wow. obvious things sometimes. Yeah, I miss that too. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I'm like, like, and then I see this is happening on a thematic and visual <laughs> level. I'm like, yeah, hog it. And I'm like, oh yeah. I hadn't realized until you just said it. Oh, really? So, okay. yeah. yeah, I hadn't either. Um, Esme Hoggett, filled, played by Magda Zabansky. This is her feature film debut. Oh. Oh, she did all right. She did. For what she had to be, yeah. which wasn't much, but she did all right. Yeah. Uh, and then Farmer Hoggett, and this is played by James Cromwell, who you, you, Liam, said you didn't know. Nope. Anybody else see him in anything else? I mean, I've, known, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He, he got really big in like five years after this. Oh, he was okay. in a lot of stuff. I so. saw the name and could only think of Oliver Cromwell, and that just took me down a rabbit hole of history. So. Yeah, now, he did some stuff. I mean, obviously, he got the sequel to this, but he was also then in like The General's Daughter, where I think he plays, the, I think he's the general. 
Uh, Is that he, the John Travolta one? Yeah. Wow. And then he was in um, Star Trek First Contact. He's the first man to make contact with, I think it's the Klingons or the Vulcans or something. You know what? I think I'm seeing it in my head now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's done a few things. He's very good in everything. Oh. And this is it. Sorry, yes. he's in what? He's in the Green Mile. Yeah, I've never seen that, but yeah, yes. I saw his name on that. Oh my god! So this is so you know this, but this is his big break, and we'll find out in the age game. I have no idea how old he was, but this is his break, and he's not a young man. No, he's not. Sorry, spoilers. I know, but he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> in his, you can okay, see I'm going to give this one. away. He's not in his twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, if this guy's younger than us, Liam, I'm going to have a problem with this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so when he was handed the screenplay for Babe, he thumbed through it to see how many lines he had. And when he saw that he didn't have that many, Seven. he had 171 <laughs> words of spoken dialogue. I, I said to you during the film, didn't I? Yeah, he's not speaking much. No. He only had six, and 61 of those words were sung. So he only had 110 speaking words in the whole film. <laughs> uh, he decided he would do it as a nice, easy film. But what he didn't realize was that he would have more screen time in this than any of his previous films. That's crazy. He's on, yeah, he's just on. He's on screen a lot. He, he just is. doesn't say much. No, which was nice because Babe is the one who talks. Yeah, and it's his universe, not not the boss's universe. And it's also then got this really nice kind of reference at the end of the film, hasn't it, to set up the final line? Yes, it does. Absolutely, it does. And so it features. This is James Cromwell's only Oscar-nominated performance. Okay. Uh, I imagine Best Supporting Actor. I don't think he'd be a lead. No. Uh, he claimed that he paid for his own Oscar consideration campaign at the cost of $60,000 out of his own pocket. But if you think about all the work he got out of it, yeah, the minute you can say Oscar-nominated actor, uh, yeah, James yeah, yeah. Cromwell, yeah, 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 I think it does something for your stock. Yeah, I think so too. So, um, yeah, it was Best Supporting. Was it? Who did he lose to? If you can find um, that. Um, and Arthur doesn't want to guess the weight of the pig. And there's a lovely moment of, like, connection between Babe and Arthur. Yeah. The, they even get told, that's the first time he hasn't squealed his head off. And I'm sorry, this pig has, I mean, Ellie, you were gushing over the rabbit last last week. Like, Babe is cuter than that rabbit. He is cute. Oh, I'm just like, I just, I just, I just want to take care of this pig. <laughs> sorry, that took me ages to work out which rabbit you were talking about. I was like, in Home Alone? What? No, no, no. <laughs> the little, the little, yeah, little Muppet bunny. Yeah. I yeah. wonder how many people went out and bought pig. Well, I got some facts about, oh, about you the do. impact of this. Yeah, oh, okay. It's not small. Oh, whoa. Ellie? It is very clear why he didn't win Best Supporting Actor now. Okay. Um, it went to Kevin Spacey for The Usual Suspect. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Nice job, James Cromwell. Yeah, yeah, but, but touch no, no. <laughs> Which is, no again, job. part of that thing, though, is Kevin Spacey the supporting actor in that film? Yeah, true. And I think you can easily argue, no, he's a lead. He was definitely the lead. Yeah. I don't know how it's not. I know. Uh, unless it was like, unless Carlos Gabriel Byrne had it in his contract, yeah, Gabriel he Byrne. had to be the lead. Yeah. Oh, it's a weird one. Mm. Uh, and so his wife shouts and does anybody else notice that when his wife shouted at him she sounds like a pig yeah no. it was like sweet oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I wrote it down somewhere I'm like nice <laughs> and this film loved an iris swap and so an iris swap is when you kind of the screen goes like full screen and then like yeah. closes in in like a circle yes so like James Bond uses yeah, an yeah, iris yeah, swap yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. so this film loved it and it was because it gave it kind of like a cuteness or like an end of a chapter in a story. Yeah, they do. Which would be benefited by these title cards you're going to have, which gave it almost like an episodic. It's more like a series of short sketches or short scenes. Like within a silent movie years ago. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I did not consider this to be a benefit at all. Oh, really? I thought it was, I thought it was endearing. Yeah, it, I did. To be fair, perhaps less the visuals of it um, than the 
annoying little mice what? that Georgia likes. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, I like the annoying little mice. Oh my <laughs> for, God, forget I the mice. Just, okay. I liked it. George, do you want to weigh in on both the iris swapping and the mice, maybe? Yeah. Um, I felt like the because of the iris swapping, and then they often it was often titled as if it was a chapter of a book, which yeah. is works in some cases. But for me, I think this must be how you guys felt when we watched a package film on Disney. Oh, okay. Because it felt like so many different stories. I struggled to oh. struggled to stay engaged. See, I oh. thought I just kept I, cutting out of it. It's like a yeah. chapter in a book, though. So I appreciated the oh, fact that it gave me a hint of what the emotional stakes were going to be. And I like the surrealism See, the of it. Is, though, a lot of the a lot of the titles of the next chapter were things that had literally just happened. Yeah, there's so that like, too. I, yeah. Oh, oh, we... I, I struggled. I struggled with it. Like okay. I was kind of. It just. It took me out of paying attention to this pig. It affected the um, flow, didn't it? It did, and then I'm sure if what affected the flow also was that halfway through I stopped to have tea, and part of it was roast <laughs> gammon. But that's not the point. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Uh, that's that's completely yeah. different. But no, I, I'm going to argue that I think it actually gives it a sense because it, it, it it's, it's, it's a, a story. I mean, when Babe comes up, it's ornate. It's written yeah. like you'd write in the title of a book. It was an obvious, I think, choice. I like the surrealism of it only yeah, because I, it. I just didn't. I, it just didn't work for me. Because, you know, animals don't talk in real life. So I've heard su- that. So the surrealism really? of, of, of these chapters ending was, was great for yeah. me. I like that. Because to me, this felt an awful lot like Animal Farm. I don't know if anybody's ever read yeah, Animal yeah, Farm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Animal Farm, mixed with like Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Mixed with like just a little bit of CGI wonder. Before you would have to use cartoons for this. Yes. And now you can do it with, with thanks to advancements in, com- in computers and whatnot. So... Um, we get back to the house, and Esme is polishing her trophy. And I mean, Esme's she just an unlikable. Like I'm sorry. She sounds like a pig again. Yeah, yeah, she does. And she, but this is a step. I mean, she's always shot from big close-ups as well, yeah. so she fills the frame. I mean, she's really unlikable, isn't she? And she does that thing where she pulls her chin in. Every, I think it's because it creates a bit more jowl, doesn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it's everything's designed to make. I mean, it's Jack Spratt and his wife, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This little little slender guy who's tall. And kind of meek, yeah. and the shorter, stockier woman who bosses him around yeah. and and controls him. <laughs> so, um, and then we find out that uh, pigs are definitely stupid, and this is the title card. Uh, the mice, as a Greek chorus, I like the episodic structure. I, have. I did. Uh, but dogs are aware that the bosses eat the pigs and all other stupid animals. And having the like the puppies go, are, are the boss is going to eat us. It's like, no, no, no. The bosses only eat stupid animals like pigs. And I'm like, oh, because the movies align me with a pig. I'm like, yeah. And now it feels like it's really clever. And then all the other animals know. And I get to hear that they all know. So now I feel like I'm keeping the secret from Babe as well. Yeah. yeah. That's just a really clever way to, to frame it. Yeah. Um. Babe fights back against the label of being called stupid, and then he starts crying for his mom. I want oh, my mom, and my heart, and my heart is broken. And mine, yeah, and mine. Um, and maybe now it's time to talk about the CGI because I'm watching the mouse move, and I'm thinking like this—it's not that far removed from like modern standards as far as these dogs' mouths moving and no. stuff like that. And this is considered the film by some people that began the CGI talking animal movie revolution. To which point, I'm going to say I blame. Babe, a bit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of bad movies that have come out in the wake of this technology, but Babe is but not I one think of... Babe is better than things that have come after. Absolutely. Post-Babe, do you know what I mean? And then we meet Rex, and Rex is voiced by Hugo Weaving. Oh! Agent Smith from the... Mr. Anderson. Yeah, Agent Smith from the Matrix movies. He's Australian. Movies. 
Is he really? I think so. That makes sense. Yeah. And we find, and he doesn't dig Sky, the, the, the name of the mum dog, looking no. after the pig. And fly. we get... Fly. Sorry, fly. I don't know why I said Sky. Fly. <laughs> you fly in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly in the sky. Um, and then we find out the way things are. <laughs> and uh, uh. there's this rooster who gets to get up in the... I thought this was great. There's this rooster who gets to get up in the morning. <laughs> and he goes to do it. And all of a sudden, he's interrupted by a duck. And the duck is acting <laughs> like he's a rooster. And I love this idea that, like, animals have career aspirations. Yeah. They're like, I'm just going to... Because, you know, in order to buy into the premise of this film, you need the idea that there's a status quo and some animals want to buck that trend. It can't only be Babe. If it's only Babe, then it may... <laughs> It's unbelievable. Well, of course it's unbelievable, but we have a universe here in which other animals do want to change their stars. Do you know what I love, though, right? Because the, the duck keep getting there before the rooster. <laughs> Babe actually interrupts him later on and says, look, if you get up two minutes earlier. Yeah. And he, and he, <laughs> he's like, no. He wants no part of it. Like, yeah. He's also French. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I wonder if that's like, uh, oh, when we did... Oh, what was it? When we did Robin Hood, I think it was, there was a, uh, a whole like thing about Chanticleer. That's it, Chanticleer, the French rooster. So I wonder if that was part of the reason why they make hey, the, uh, why they make it French. Um, and so um, enter Ferdinand, uh, voiced by Danny Mann, who is the duck. And the dogs are going, we'll catch him one day and eat him, won't we, mom? <laughs> they go, who would want to eat a duck? And we find that only dogs and cats are allowed inside the house. And this is where we start to see the rules. Here are the rules. Pig can't go in the house. If you eat it, it doesn't come in. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting fact. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. If one day it's going to end up on your plate, it doesn't cross. The only time it crosses that threshold is when you're going to eat it. Yes. Ooh, dark. Oh. Um, and then, but Esme comes outside and just feeds him the slop to make him big and strong. And you're like, oh, this is because he's, he's just happily eating. And you know why he's getting fed. Yeah. You don't oh. need to know because she goes, what a great big pork chop you are. Yeah. <laughs> then she start measuring him. Not yet. Oh, okay. That'll come later. That's dark. I was like, oh my God, he's dark. And the sheepdogs want to come in, and so does Babe, but he's told not to. Uh, sorry, he wants to go and do the do this, the sheepdog work. Babe's told not to. Uh, dogs do work, and you just sit and eat. <laughs> to plump up. Yep. And then Babe meets Ma, and Ma is a you, which had some fun wordplay. I'm uh, a you. <laughs> Who, me? No, you. <laughs> uh, and she doesn't want to be called a. Uh, a sheep. She wants to be called a you because co- sheeps are common. And she's coughing up a lung. And she calls dogs wolves and sort of explains. So now Babe's torn. Goes, but I really like Fly. I really like the dogs. And he comes in. Uh, sorry, the dogs come in from the long day. And they're like, hey, Babe. He's like, hi. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. And then she like starts looking at his face. And it's like, and then Babe decided he couldn't be mad at her ever again. No. <laughs> I guess that the idea that people are different, you know, who you see, you see people as you need to see them as, and not as what they are. Absolutely. And then we find out crime and punishment. <laughs> and um, Ferdinand goes to do his thing, and he's beaten by an alarm clock. I loved this bit so much. <laughs> it was good. 
Anything specifically? Really, really funny. Um, just like the the way he has this like full on rant about the alarm clock. So he's like, no sooner do I make myself indispensable that yeah. they bring in a machine to do the job. Yeah. So uh, we've of, really funny. The voiceover tells us that the duck needs a willing accomplice, above all one who is extremely gullible. <laughs> and then enter the duck going, "Hey, pig." <laughs> <laughs> That's, it was just well-timed, I it thought. It was so good. Uh, and the, the plan is to get rid of what they call the mechanical rooster, which is the alarm <laughs> clock. And, this, and if you think about it on, on its basic premise, I mean, Ferdinand's really clever here. Yes. I've got it figured out. They don't eat things they need, so I need to make myself indispensable, which if you're in like a work environment, how do you make sure you don't get fired? I need to be the guy who does something no one else can do. Absolutely. Exactly. So he's yeah. got his plan figured out. Uh, and then there's this piece of, oh, he would would... would they want to break into the house and steal the alarm clock, and that's why he needs Babe. And he would do it himself, but he's allergic to cats. And I thought at the start, this is just a pork pie. Yeah. Turns out, no, it's, it's very pork pie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns pork out, pie in the Exactly. Uh, a little. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's uh, it's actually quite, quite accurate. Um, and there's a piece of music, and I, I, I meant to try and look this up, but I didn't get a chance to do it. But uh, whatever that instrumental piece of music was, as he was, like, walking through the... Yes, the I like house. that. It's oh, I wish I knew what it was. I have no idea. But it's it's kind of like playfully. It's playful, but also it's this juxtaposition of this orchestral piece against a pig like bumping into a table and avoiding the paint cans. Yeah. So I like that. And he's got some wool around his leg, and he's almost going to bring it all tipping <laughs> over until Ferdinand intervenes, and then Babe is told to stand guard, and he goes okay, and then he goes no, that's not okay. I'm going to go tie it with Ferdinand some more. And they've almost got it out, and then Ferdinand starts to sneeze, and Babe's like, don't sneeze. And when he says, like, don't, his mouth opens, and the alarm <laughs> clock falls out. And then we go to a shot outside the house, and we just hear, like, cats meowing and things knocking over. And that was so much better than if they tried to film something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your yeah. imagination. Because your imagination just does it. And fills just, in everything. And, and it's, then it's waiting for, for the payoff shot. Yes. And, like, I want to see what the mess was. yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in come the Hoggets, and um, we see a perfect pair of footprints, blue and yellow, <laughs> clearly the pig and clearly the duck. And it looks it looks rough. I thought it could have looked worse, but it looked rough. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I the, the footprints were cute. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, though, yeah. what kind of idiot leaves paint cans with the lids off just laying around the house with a load of animals inside the house? I, or just, be, even uh, without animals. I guess Esme Hoggett, isn't it? Yeah, she's not the brightest. She's not the brightest. No. The paint was, but she's not. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't Arthur doing the paint, doing the yeah. doll's house, though. Oh, was he? I'm sure it was him that just put his hand, because yeah. there was a beautiful shot of him, like of what looked like a real house, and then you oh, see the yes, hand Yes, 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 yes. Is he making the doll house yes, to the little he was. girl? Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I laughed at that point, because I thought that was a real house, and then all of a sudden his hand came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. His hand comes pen. in. Yeah, oh, really right, that. right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't clue in on that. Oh. Uh, Okay, so that's that. I, but yeah, I don't know. But I mean, still. It, why? Because need to set up for something in the film. That's of why. course, yeah. yeah. Uh, Movie's got a movie. And so there's the shot <laughs> of the barn, and we say that Rex is laying down the law, and the camera like tilts up and then down to reveal Babe, who was unseen at the start, and it just reveals him like this blue pig. Like, standing. <laughs> oh, it was, he was so cute. One of the eight. <laughs> and so um, Babe is forbidden from hanging out with the duck. And meanwhile, Esme's trying to figure out what's the meal for Christmas, pork or duck? Ooh. And Babe is told he has to sleep underneath some sort of cart, and we get the shadowy pictures of some cleavers and hooks, and he's not allowed to talk to Ferdinand. 
and then um, we go from the shot of all these cleavers and the hooks where he'll be hanged to bleed out yeah. if, if they kill him. And then it's right to him eating more. And I'm like, oh, geez, this is, but it's like a sunny picture. And you're like, this isn't the happy image it looks like it is. No. It's so, oh, this is not good. Cleverly done, though. Yep. And then we get to buying puppies, life as an adult, and Fly is upset to see her puppies sold, as you would So be. was I. Yeah. yeah. They were cute. They were very Although, cute. I must say, I must say, this wasn't accurate for when I got Pip, because their mum was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go back to work now. Like, as soon as they were eating solids, she... <laughs> It was like, bye guys, okay. see you later, have fun. Like, so I don't think it is all dogs. Well, but. obviously these, these animals are largely, you know, anthropomorphized somewhat. They have like human emotions and conversations. And you need to invest in them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Fly just took off. <laughs> because we, we, bye guys, see you later. Because we need to set up another relationship that's still to happen. Yeah. And, and you so, had, like, sad violin music playing over the top of it as well. Oh, the, the score was really well done. I think it, it added a lot to a lot of the, lot of the scenes here. It helped. Yeah. Um, and there's a man who buys three of Fly's puppies, and that's the head animal trainer on the film. Oh. Yeah, Carl Lewis Miller. They gave him a little shot there. That's cool. That's sweet. Yeah. I like I stuff I thought like he that. looked like a proper farmer as well. He did. Everybody looked like a proper farmer in this film. Who are they? Yeah, but especially that guy. Oh, really? I thought James Cromwell yeah. really looked like a proper he farmer. Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, farmer Doggett tries to console Fly, as does Rex, but enter Babe. And Babe just says, Fly, can I call you mom? Oh. And she starts kissing his face instantly. I have a problem with the why they said mom, not mum. Playing for an American audience, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but that's more of a British thing. To be fair, not many of the actors had British voices. No, I know, exactly. It's weird. Was, the I, leads had had American voices, but like everybody involved, like like the people doing like the play-by-play on the TV at the end, yeah. like proper Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I didn't tweak the Australian bit, but, you know. Yeah. It was like... Ugh. Yeah, I would have been fine, but I think they were worried about America. Okay. Um, I, get it. I get it. The pig is found. We're as- all worried about America. Yeah. Not not because of this film, but we're all worried about America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're told the pig has found his place and he's happy even in his dreams. And then we get we we book on that with pork is a nice sweet meat. <laughs> and it's Christmas and it looks bloody hot out. At which point you have to go. It's Australia, don't you? Yeah, but again, so I didn't. Why, but why are they hiding from this? Yeah. <sighs> because if not. Because Australia celebrate Christmas in June twenty fifth. It's not the same, is it? <laughs> if only. <laughs> I want. I, I would love to play this out, but I'm afraid people wouldn't get the irony and would be no, like, they're all stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Christmas and it looks bloody hot. Like I said, and the grandkids are like rejects from Willy Wonka. Oh my god! Straight away, I yep. thought nightmare. Um. Merry Christmas, and we get this Jingle Bell score, but it's like all like minor key and like basically they're gonna eat babe. Ugh. And we hear of it as roast pork for Christmas, and Ferdinand's going around going, Christmas means carnage. Christmas <laughs> means carnage. And I love how he's sat on like the weather vane, which is a rooster. He's, so like, he's like hiding behind yeah. with the rooster silhouette. It's but amazing. he's still yeah, he's still pretending in a sense to be the rooster. Uh, Esme is measuring babe, and he's giggling i know oh this is hard it is <sighs> because he thinks it's being playful and it's not he just wants to play yeah <laughs> oh. oh babe then is outside singing jingle bells by himself <laughs> la, 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 la. oh my word <laughs> that's a nice little for this episode please pardon me 
Can you make that the outro for this episode? What the la 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 was a nice little bit. That, I remember that. Oh, I do too, but I didn't remember it being so dark. No, I didn't. Because he's no. like singing. He's like singing the theme song to his own slaughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. He is. He is. Yeah, it's crazy. Earlier when the grandkids show up, it was jingle bells in a minor key, but he's singing it in a major. Oh, it was yeah. And then we cut to Esme sugaring the cake and reminds, "Oh, do you do it now? It's okay. The blood will drain by morning." You're oh. like, "Oh no." At which point, uh, Arthur goes, it's pity. And she goes, well, oh, nothing. Just a shame to miss out the winning ham at next year's fair. Mm-hmm. And this guy knows his wife. He does. <laughs> he does. Because he goes out, and we get this like like heavy boots and the dark approach shot, and then he walks by Babe. And you're like, oh, good. And you see him going to the doctor. You're like, oh, no, it's Ferdinand. And he walks out with a, well, looks like a bird in a, in a thing. And sure enough, it's Christmas morning. It's Duck à l'Orange. And then we, it's all inferential, and I like this inferential, but as like he's walking by with the duck, you just hear, away in a manger. I'm like, oh my word. Uh, and then we find out it's a bait and switch because it's Rosanna who we never met. And I'm going to go a little bit of a cop out on behalf of the filmmakers. It was a little bit, yeah. Because we killed. It's though that Ferdinand's watching from outside. Like, <laughs> Watch his girlfriend get eaten. Her. I'm glad it weren't Ferdinand, but you know. I, I agree with that, but the idea being that we're going to do an animal now that doesn't even exist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we don't meet it because then we, no one cries. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't invest <sighs> in so it. That only, would be really bad, so though, the, wouldn't it? The stakes were real. Well, you still made people think it was real for a few minutes, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but he should get over it quickly. And this is it for Ferdinand. He goes, I'm not going to be a goner, but I'm gone. And he's going on an adventure, and Babe opens the gate, and then he discovers, as he goes up the hill, he discovers sheep thieves. Babe is attacked by a dog, but then Babe runs away. Visually and makes attacked. It, oh, visually attacked. Like, a little rough. Makes it a farmer dog it. They save some of the sheep, and we get told. But was that supposed to be a joke? You said farmer dog it. Oh, farmer dog it. <laughs> no, yeah. Farmer hog it. Thank you. Uh, they save some of the sheep, and then we get told, good dog? And then he looks at the pig and goes, good pig yeah and that's the first time you see his brain start to tweak a little bit there's and fire there's 110 words yeah <laughs> he's definitely keeping that's four of them he's probably thinking that's 15 percent of my job done yeah <laughs> knocking him off that board <laughs> you got like 85 more words for the film just use them you know you know you're like 40 have to be in that song right <laughs> uh i was like i'm like walking around with this giant whiteboard he just keeps pointing to every time they make him say something like Liam, you might be able to appreciate this part. Like, you know, every now and then actors have to learn lines and things like that, right? <laughs> oh, no, this is going. Here's a guy who's got no excuse if he doesn't know his lines. Absolutely. He's like, what was my line? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I like the irony in that. There's fireworks. Everybody's making fun of Dad for having a pig that thinks it's a dog and the mice sing Blue Moon. I like that little yeah, bit. That was nice. Yeah. Yep. I like and then we get a pig that thinks it's a dog. A dog. A pig that thinks it's a dog. And the son-in-law is lecturing Arthur about needing to modernize. Uh, and Arthur notices out the window. He's not paying attention. Babe is sort of the chickens in the two colors. And I'm going, hang on a second. Like, everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. I'm like, I think I'd be like, hey, you're right. Yeah. He, he Weird. And did they reuse the same shot, like, virtually after? They cut to the pig walking through. And then they go back to the farmer, and then they cut back to the Oh, pig. I didn't notice this. And it looked like the same shot. Okay. It might have been. Yeah. That's that, interesting. Yeah. That. Uh, and then uh, Babe is then called to join 
rather than stay behind, off they go to do the sheep, but the dogs go to do dogs' work, and the pigs told to come along, which, you know, two more of them. Come, pig. Yeah. Two, two, board looks heavy, not two more. That's three days' like work. We, like we saw American president. Yeah. And it's like, rather than boats remaining, words remaining, days left on. Board looks heavy, drop two Absolutely. words. Um, and so uh, Babe sees sheep herding, and Fly says the sheep have to know who's boss. And Babe gets handed a sandwich. <laughs> and this is basically all this has done is to make Rex angry. Was that a ham sandwich? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Jeez, can you imagine? How dark is that? If it's any meat at all, you're yeah, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's Babe's turn. And he, he goes around the pen going, woof, woof, woof. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what were we doing where it was bark, bark, bark? Was that was that Oliver and Company on the Talk of the Mickey podcast? Where they go, it they was go, one of the animal ones, wasn't it? It's bark, yeah. bark, bark. I think it's that, yeah. Yeah, it was because oh, it's, it's, it's Georgette. Yeah. yeah, it's Georgette. Yeah. It's, 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 it's Bat Midler, isn't it? Yeah. And so oh, you can catch it on the Talking the Mickey uh, archives, wherever fine podcasts are sold. That's Talking the Mickey, Oliver and Company. We now return you to your scheduled <laughs> Babe review. And so he goes around going, woof, 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 and they laugh at him. Uh, Fly tells Babe to insult them and then bite them. And so he goes to them and goes, move along, you big butthead. <laughs> and they laugh at him. And then he bites one of the sheep yeah and, the, and then maws like right beside it and goes we i was just done telling them what a nice young man you were like, oh i'm, I'm terribly sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh all a nice little pig needs to do is ask and while he's being lectured by ma flies getting lectured by rex we are sheep dogs and what you've done today is blah 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 and so the, the sheep just really quietly just go into their pens yeah and fly asks, how'd you do it oh i just asked them nicely and as they go, they're in the back of the truck headed towards the the farm. And he goes, Big Babe goes to fly and goes, maybe Rex would be a little nicer if I had a talk with him. And she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we, we won't be doing that. I like that. You better leave that to me. And good call because Rex attacks fly. Yeah, I didn't like this bit. Did not like this bit at all. No, I mean, I know we had to do something he's to redeem himself mm. for, but this felt too far. Yeah. What too was far. more disturbing? The more disturbing part for me wasn't the bit where she bite, where he bites his 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 master. It's the bit where he where he, where he beats up Fly. Yeah. Because we have they're a partnership. The, the the inference here is that this basically they are married. Yeah. That's yeah, basically yeah. what we're told here. They are coupled up, right? Yeah. And so when he attacks her, it's like domestic violence. Yeah. I got a real issue with that. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to her credit, though, she stands ground. She does. And she doesn't back down. Uh, he attacks Farmer Doggett, and that's about it. And both Fly and Arthur have mirrored wounds on their hands. Yeah. Their paws, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, the farmer then... Uh, the farmer's got it figured out that Rex is jealous of Babe? Even the... Yeah. Like, the farmer should be a vet. Yeah. Because the vet keeps coming over going, I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. But the farmer always knows. See? Uh, they know their stock. I mean, the sheep pig, and they need medicine, and so Babe sweet talks Ma into getting her medicine done correctly, and we have lots of she, wipes. Uh, she she bent over too quickly for that. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. you know he's the inferior one talking to her. He's the young one, and he goes, "This is good for you." Oh, okay, if you say so. Well, she likes Babe though. There's already a relationship there. Yeah, I know, but okay. I mean. You can expect it from an older person talking to a younger person, but not a younger person talking to an older person. I guess, uh, yes. yeah. Maybe it's the idea that he can be like a translator. Like, Maybe. why are you being so aggressive? You need medicine. Yeah, yeah I yeah, guess yeah. you're right. Yeah, stop fighting. Yeah. Uh, then they see the competition, and it looks like fun. And this is where we get Rex's backstory, and that he was trying to do his sheep herding 
like legit sheep herding. And a bunch of sheep got separated and then the water was rising and they wouldn't listen to him. And as a result, they all drowned. And Rex think, almost dies and Rex can't hear now as well. Do you think he's so aggressive because of that? Because he was not aggressive. He didn't feel aggressive enough to get them off. Or it could be a compensation that he can't hear. So I'm just going to make sure I'm that over the top all the time. Oh, okay. That could be it. Ten and all the time. And he's bitter. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine if you're supposed to be a champion sheepdog and then and you, never you really can't compete, it. but yeah. you still have to do the herding, remind you of it. And how you feel the sheep ruined it for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and then he's sedated. Oh, I hate this bit. And this is where he's clearly a Muppet, I think, or a puppet, sorry, not, not a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can clearly see here, I think, that he, he seemed muzzled. like he was, yeah, mu- muzzled. And even they hit the muzzle off and they like rub his hair, you're like, that's not a real dog. I thought that was Sprocket for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to see more about Sprocket, you can catch out our review last week of A Christmas Carol, where Sprocket makes a cameo. That's A Christmas Carol and our best film ever Christmas party. Yay. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we have, oh, then we have a trial run of the herding course, and, like, Babe nails it. Like, they do exactly what he asked them to do. Absolutely. And the farmer's like, huh. <laughs> and then we get a tragic Day. And this is really well done because we just had on a, such an emotional high point for Babe. Yeah. And then we get told it's a tragic day and it's like, oh, no. I really, I really liked the quote that they had at the end of that last little segment as well. Which was? Um, it was, but Farmer Hoggett knew that little ideas that tickled and nagged and refused to go away should never be ignored. And for in them lie the seeds of destiny. Right. Can we agree that the sounds like the end sentence of a chapter? Yeah. And therefore, having, and therefore having title cards, which are the title of your chapter, make a lot of sense. No one was oh, arguing not. with the fact that it sounds yeah, like a chapter no, in a book. Well, I'm not arguing that they don't make sense and that they that they fit in this story. I just They just took me out of it. I don't know whether it was the wipes, whether they lasted too long, whether it was because we were also told them by the mice, what, whatever it was. It just pulled me out of the story oh. and then took me a second to get back into it. I think they work well for okay. what they are. I just don't like... I just don't like them. Oh, well, speaking of not, speaking of not liking things, Babe wants to get up and go to work, but the rooster's not liking it. Oh, this is the bit. I love it. He's like, no, 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 not until a couple more minutes to go. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's Leave not feeling it, and the rooster needs to crow, but won't. So Babe opens the gate, and here's just a series of dogs attacking the sheep. Like I don't know how Farmer Hoggett's ever made any money off his sheep. No. Um, Babe chases the dogs off, which was great. It was so he, good. He, like, butts one of them because he's so angry. He headbutts them, And then three of them escape, and they jump in unison, top, middle, and bottom through this fence, which I was like a that. nice moment. Yeah. And Ma dies and has a big wound on her neck, and Babe has blood on his snout. But as soon as you saw him do that, you just knew, didn't you? And it's a tragic thing that he saves Caught the life. red-handed. He saves the life, I mean? and yet yeah, he's going to yeah, go yeah. down for it. I know, right? Oh, don't so like, don't like this bit. But I don't think we blame Farmer Farmer Hoggett. No, no, because the film directs us to go. Of it course. looks like this, of course. And so we find Is out. Is a them... piglet capable of doing that? No, we talked about that. Although, but I don't think a piglet's capable of being a sheepdog either. So no. Well, no, but like I mean, it's, yeah, like pigs uh, can chew through a human I kind of blame bone. him for thinking that he was capable of that. Like he's a very mild-mannered little piglet. Right. <laughs> That we're led to believe. He's looking at the at the variables available to him and, the and drawing a conclusion. Him, yeah. yeah. What about the variable that the sheep are in like this big open field with not very significant? Well, he's unlike last time. He sees a fence. In. There's no sign of a break in. Yeah. I mean, you might go wolf. I, I don't know. 
but uh, we are told there's only one fate for an animal that takes the life of another at, mm. uh, at Hoggett Farm. And it's a gun. Round two. And uh, he, the farmer says, home pig. You're like, oh, no. And baby's like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That makes it worse. And Fly wants to talk to the sheep. The sheep don't trust her. Uh, Farmer Hoggett's going to kill Babe. And we get told, Babe remembered the shiny tubes from his childhood and thought there was some delicious treat coming out for him. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so sad. Please, no. Oh, As a child, I'd be traumatized and then, by this. And then they cut away to, to fly with the sheep, which is great because all you want to know is, What's going on with Babe? Yeah. And they make it last a bit. And you're like, get Don't back they? to Babe. Yeah, yeah. And we get the idea that uh, there was a, for Fly knew it was a cold fact that sheep were stupid and nothing would convince them otherwise. And the sheep responded slowly because they were, con- it was a cold fact that wolves were ignorant and nothing would convince them otherwise. <laughs> and so they find out about the wild dogs. And so the Fly runs down trying to save. And I don't know how Fly actually saves the life of Barks Starts barking, yeah. Yeah. Causes attention. Just enough. For the the missus to come out and go, oh, Mitchell's lost six lambs this morning because of wild dogs. Oh, what are you doing with that gun? What happens if Shannon come out and said that? Babe's dead. Because there's no way... He was already coming out, Yeah, but there's no way the dog could go... He already decided not to shoot her. I think he was coming out. I don't think he decided not to shoot Babe. No, he was just seeing what was going on. I'm about to see what the commotion was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can always go back uh, in. Yeah. It's better than having a gun. You can use it. <laughs> Both barrels. Uh, let me get Pig of Destiny. And Esme's on a trip and cares way more about her cat than her husband. Yeah. You're like, Friday. <laughs> it's just some like freezer burnt tub. And then for the cat, it's like, now make sure it's this or this. But on Fridays, you reverse them because, you know. what the food was for. I missed that it. it was for the cat. I was oh, like, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And so instantly, as soon as she's gone, Arthur lets the dog and the pig in out from the rain, which was nice because it's another threshold that Babe's crossing. Yeah. And Arthur is reading the rules of sheepdog trials and doesn't see anything against a pig and sees it says name of entry and not name of pig because he's a very honest man, the narrator tells us. Yeah. And calls the name of the dog Pig. pig. And he figures out how to use the fax machine, which was nice. It was nice that that gift was used at the end of the day. Yeah. And then he figured out how to use it. Um. The cat decides it's going to have a go at Babe and scratches Babe and is shown the door. And we get told, beware the bad cat bearing a grudge. And then it goes to Friday. It's still raining. And the cat starts her spell and starts spying on flying Babe in front of the fire. And the cat was played by Russie Taylor, who, who amongst other things, is the voice of Martin Prince from The Simpsons. Wow. The little nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More friends, more allies. Yeah. <laughs> also is the voice of Huey, Dewey, and Louie in the classic DuckTales oh, cartoon. That's cool. And most 21st century productions involving Minnie Mouse. She plays oh. Minnie Mouse. Yeah. So I've never guessed that, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. There's a power outage, and then the cat like reveals the truth, which was great, because all film long we've been told about how pigs are going to get eaten. Everybody seems to know. And she lets the, the pig in on it. Sooner or later, every pig gets eaten. And so he runs out, and then he wants to see Fly. Because he wants confirmation that that's not going to yeah. happen. And Fly says, yeah, it's the truth. Yeah, Even the boss? And she just goes, Even yes, dear. Even the boss, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, Ellie, you were saying something? Just think the cat is really spiteful. I hate the cat. Yes, the cat is spiteful. Like, super horrible. She really draws it out as well. It's, like, it's quite a good speech, but it's mean. It's like, it's like Disney villain-esque. It's, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's a good speech. Uh, then we have the nursing scene. Oh, sorry, before that, we have the next day, Babes run away, and Rex goes and finds him. Showing, you know, he kind of, 
did he get unsedated overnight? No, I think he just calmed down a bit. You know, because obviously with the episodic nature of it, we don't know what the passage of time is. No, and I think over time he just instead of being sedated, he he calms down. Yeah, and 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 the oh, world. No. The world's most useless vet says, well, I can't figure out what's wrong with him. <laughs> He's got a cold, but if you can get some fluids in him, you're going to lose him. And then Rex comes up and tells him to pull himself together, calls him son, and kisses his snout. Oh, That was nice. That was really nice. Very cute. And there's a nursing scene, and Babe refuses to take the bottle. And then Arthur sings, if I had words to make a day for you. And then Babe starts to take the bottle. And then... Um, Arthur starts to like dance. He does. And we were going, what is this about? And mm. I have a theory. Go for it. Fresh from the brain, from my brain to my mouth to your ears. Ready for this? Go for it. Not research. Here's me. my theory. <laughs> yeah. Arthur is just like Ferdinand. Arthur is just like Babe. Arthur wants to be something that he's not. Oh. And so what does he want to do? He wants to dance. Yeah. He's got a wife who overrules him and he doesn't have any freedom. And in this point, in this moment, he gets to be just like Babe. He gets to do the thing that he's not supposed to be allowed to do. And you see the joy. And that he's good and that he likes it. And he has that 360 degree spin and land. And then all the animals are looking at him. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> Because th- he's so quiet most of the time. And this is the most energized or emotional we see him in the whole film. Very true. So that's my theory. He is he is Babe. Babe is him. I agree. You just brought it to my attention, and I agree. Ladies, any thoughts? Are you gonna are you gonna agree with my very I clever, like clever insight? <laughs> I don't think you're entirely right. I don't think you're entirely wrong. I think <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, there's a hedge that needs cutting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Or better no, I just, you're, you're going through university, right? So just in your next essay, yeah. I don't think it's entirely right, and I don't think it's entirely <laughs> wrong. That is my answer but, on this exam, Professor. Uh, and, and then you elaborate both points, and it is more insightful <laughs> than if you had just agreed with one or the other. All right. Okay. Ellie? Feel free to elaborate. <laughs> we don't have the time, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. First class. Oh, okay. I'll take that. Um, Oh, you mean her? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I meant George's degree. I think my answer was first class. Oh, uh, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. But let's go for it. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, and so Babe's taking the bottle, and now he's gonna, he's eating. He's inspired. He's eating. Apparently, does he eat? Yeah, he eats pigs too. Oh, he sang me a song. That's, yeah. that's it, it really is a we need to get to the third act. It does, doesn't it? It was, it was a little bit weird, doesn't it? It's a little bit weird. It really doesn't explain a whole... Nor do we get the voiceover going, at that point, Babe realized, like, can we just just get out of here? Yeah, just, yeah. He eats. Let's get out of Dodge. Uh, and then we go to Kingsmith Showground, and the Sheepdog Championship takes place at the Kingsmith Fairground, and the electrician whose truck uh, Rex hitches a ride on earlier is named Dick, and it'll be in the film The Trophy Esme Hoggett Polishes is for the Kingsmith District Show. These are all tributes to the author of the book this film was based off of, and it was written by Dick Kingsmith. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I like little tie-ins that you don't, don't know about. Yeah, and so uh, he goes up there and he tries to talk to the, uh, talk to the sheep, and he has his usual, like, oh, hello, ladies. And they're not having any of it. Mm, well, no. no, you wouldn't, would you? I, 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 go and buy I've, past. Ne- I've never been a sheep, but no. <laughs> well, no, go and buy his past experience with them. You, you, you wouldn't trust him, would you? That's true. That's true. Because okay. originally he had to have. Um, he had that aggressiveness. He, and... he had Ma who had to speak for him the yeah. first time and vouch for him. Yeah, that's a good point. And so. Can... Go ahead. I was going to say, I tend to ignore scrawny little guys that come up to me in a group of my girlfriends as well. Just the scrawny ones, huh? 
<laughs> well, any of them that are like that, really. Okay. So, um, and so the women, we cut to the women at their conference, and I don't know what conference they're going to because they're just watching TV the whole time yeah. in one hotel room. And they're watching on the television, and uh, Rex gets out of there. Rex is like, I got to fly. Fly. <laughs> fly i gotta fly you don't rex we gotta fly so he doesn't rex anything um <laughs> and so uh hoggett's name is called and esme finally has it positioned and goes oh no he he we don't have any no he, he, no. he, he has and then the little pigs in trouble says rex to the sheep back at hoggett farm i don't know how far away this this farm is it's got a, it did say our little fairground on Batelli. Yeah, and they use the word telly, which is weird for American accents. Yeah. <sighs> and so the little pig's in trouble, like we said. Um, Rex admits to the sheep he's hard of hearing, which was a, a movement, right? Yeah. And so he's told by the sheep, do, just for once, do what you're told by an old sheep. <laughs> and the sheep want to give him the password, but want to promise they'll be treated civilly and no biting, and they can't use this password against him. He says he promises. Uh, we cut the judges' room. They're deliberating, which was good. It, it shows that there's a reason why we'd have this delay, so Rex can do this. Yeah, they give the password to Rex, and it's Ba Ram U. Ba Ram U. To your breed, to your fleece, to your clan, be true. Sheep, be true. Ba Ram U. <laughs> Ellie, do you have a password so you actually do then talk to the guys in the clubs when they come up to you? <laughs> what does he have to say? <laughs> what? What would they have to say to to get your attention? How you we'll doing? Have, we'll have to work on that, Georgia, for next time. Yeah, <laughs> lockdown. I don't know if you can put that on a, on a on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I think the password, if yeah, you publicly do that, gives it up. <laughs> uh, but in the judges' room, will find us though. So you know. Yeah, that's true. But but this is for all sheep, so it'd be for all women, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't know. If we're making this, if we're making this, this 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 a comparable, it's going deep. Um. In the judges' room, he's allowed to compete, and only because there is no law that says no pigs. It doesn't say dog anywhere. And you can bet next year. Absolutely. It's going to get changed. Absolutely. So he kind of what do you want to do? And he looks down at the pig, and the pig gives him a, let's do it. Let's do this. And out they go. We got this. And then on the TV, we see it from that perspective. Everyone sees for the pig for the first time, and they all laugh at Hoggett, and it is a long walk to the center of that fairground. And we get everybody Everybody's laughing. Everybody's laughing. Yeah. Like, like they've never seen a funny thing in their I, life. I would, I, I, if there's something funny like that, I don't really tend to laugh out loud. Yeah. I just tend to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. But everyone was like tenning it no, all the I, way. I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Esme is passed out <laughs> on the bed. Um, Rex returns and gives the password, which buys some time. And he's being chased by like some like representative of like the uh, Sheepdog Association. Yeah. And just when he catches up to Rex, Rex takes off. And <laughs> the guy's got to try and get out of there again. That's funny. That is me trying to put Pippin back on his lead if I let him off. And so they start and there's nothing but laughter again. And it's great there's nothing but laughter because it creates this sound which can change then. Big contrast then, isn't it? And there's the reveal of uh, Esme in tears as it uh, comes up from the the bed, like her being sort of like treated in the room. Like the Undertaker. And the TV, yes. <laughs> and the TV crew are making fun of him. And the one guy's like, this is the stupidest. And the guy in the foreground, his face is like, what? Oh, uh, silly. And um, everything has now gone quiet. And there's nothing but the sound of like a slight bird chirping and just the slight shuffle of like hoofs. And everything is in slow mo. Yeah. <laughs> so slow. 
And there's a great shot where they do like a, like the, for the TV's perspective, and it's Hoggett just standing in the foreground looking all proud, and you see the the sheet move from left to right behind him. And, <laughs> and the guy just, says, and the guy says he's he's doing nothing. He's doing nothing. <laughs> just standing there for his whole time. Yeah. But they're mo- everyone's just stunned. Um, and then uh, finally we get you know he's like gets the the, the sheep in the in the in the circle and goes yeah. off oh, the three of you ladies with collars come outside i'd be mighty grateful <laughs> and they open up the fence and they go in and as the fence closes you get that foley of the cree and the click click and you hear yeah. the click from the perspective of a crowd person way in the back way in the back and now they just erupt and they all throw their hats in the air yeah and liam you you, you know it's free hat day isn't it there is a free hat day yeah. if you didn't have a hat you'd, you'd you if do you're now. throwing your hat up in the air, you're not going to claim that back. Now, if you? you're me and you have a like, giant head, <laughs> I'm not throwing this hat because like nobody else's is going to fit me. It's if just you, not possible. If you did, you'd soon notice me wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a graduation cap, Ian? Uh, oh. <laughs> I want to fit you. I don't know if they actually gave us. The, did you? That. Did you have one specially made? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was one of the projects for the home ec department. <laughs> <laughs> they had to get ahead of the game. They did. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm, I'm going to cry out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of best forever, guys. Unlike, <laughs> unlike me, Asmi's crying tears of joy as she finds out they've won. And, uh, and we just get told right by the announcer, and all the noise was being made, only two souls sat there still and silent. And they don't say who it is, but we clearly see. It's the pig, and it's Farmer Hoggett. And the yeah. pig looks up at Farmer Hoggett, and we get a, a, a shot of Farmer Hoggett from Pig's perspective. And he goes, that'll do, pig. Oh. That'll do. That'll, that'll do, donkey. That'll do. That's, that's what I cost him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. There we go. So that'll do donkey, that'll do is actually just a a riff off of this. They were riffing off what was already known in pop culture and made it bigger, you could argue, than it was originally. (laughs) My mind is blown. Uh, Uh, So only, um, and it says the man who uttered fewer words, I should have mentioned that, the man who uttered fewer words than anyone else knew exactly what to say. That'll do, pig, that'll do. Uh, When James Cromwell was looking at the camera at the end to say, that'll do, pig, that'll do, he said that in the reflection, uh, he saw his father, and in his head while saying the line, he heard his father say, that'll do, Jamie, that'll do. (laughs) Oh, my heart just broke. And it meant a lot considering it was the first time he'd been through a movie without doubting himself. So, yeah. That's nice. And that's how we end uh, the movie. And just a couple of interesting facts about the uh, impact of this film. Yes, I want to hear this. Uh, because of its subject, in fact, he was a piglet, uh, Babe was initially banned from Malaysia in order to avoid upsetting or annoying Muslims who view pigs as being like, what? Bad, right? Yeah. Uh, the ruling was overturned almost a year later, and the film was released direct to video in Malaysia. When Babe was released in the U.S., it was reported that activists around the, con- the country staked out movie theaters <laughs> with flyers documenting the real-life abuses of pigs. The film had a marked effect on the growth of vegetarianism, particularly amongst the young, and it also promoted a more sympathetic view of the intellectual, emotional, and social capacities of animals. James Cromwell himself, who was already a vegetarian, became an ethical vegan as a result of starring as Farmer Hoggett, saying, I decided to be able to talk about this movie with conviction. I need to become a vegetarian and then a vegan. In 96, he went on to organize a vegetarian dinner for the Los Angeles and homeless at a compassionate Christmas event in order to reverse the barnyard view stated by Ferdinand that Christmas is carnage. Yeah. Um, in America, pork sales dropped by 20% wow. after the film came out. That's a lot. Shit. And it feels like every now and then I get to mention this guy's name in a surprising film. 
Quentin Tarantino called Babe one of his favorite films of 1995. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Quentin Tarantino like a, a year after he's made Pulp Fiction. Let me, <laughs> let me guess. He liked the dark undertones of it. No, I, he just, I think he really likes some heartfelt stuff. It's yeah. not the first time he's come out for one of the films we've done that was kind of positive. And you go, oh. Get old Tarantino. Yeah, QT. We should have him on the show. We should. <laughs> I should go, friend of the podcast, Quentin yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, How yeah, you yeah, doing, yeah. Quentin? You all right? <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, really all that's left to do is just say that. We're in the end game now. We are in the end game now. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the money. How much do we think, because we got time actually today. How, okay. You know, how much money do we think was made by this? So what was the budget first? Let's start with that. The budget, I'd say, is about... God, I'm trying to... Um, 25 million. 25 million. Ellie? 30 million. And Georgia? I mean, there's some pretty advanced computer animation in this for the time i'm gonna go 50 it's actually 30 million so i got a bang on wow how much does it make 220 million wow ellie 120 million georgia 400 wow uh, i'll be way out on all of them liam you're really close oh really 246 oh come on and surprisingly only 64 that's in america Wow. So what I think is the lack of um, the lack of dialogue by English-speaking actors, the fact that, that you know, Hoggett's got so few lines, yeah. kind of gives it the Mr. Bean effect. You can, you can play this anywhere in the world. True. Because so much of this is just voiceover and dubbing. But we said earlier that they did the bit about mom yeah. for the American audience. It didn't work. And it didn't. No. no. Just got showed, doesn't it? No. Like, it's ridiculously highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. 93%. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a charming little film, it isn't is, it? It is a charming yeah. little film, yeah. Uh, whose story is... I mean, it's Babes, isn't it? Yeah. All the way. I mean, you get glimpses... A little bit. A little bit Hoggett. You get glimpses really of Farmer. Yeah, 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 glimpses yeah. of Farmer Hoggett, but it's Babes' story, isn't it? Yeah. Role of women? I mean, I didn't talk about the brat who didn't like her dollhouse her grandpa made her. Oh. I'm really mad now, but I know oh, I it's her. Oh, jeez. I want the one from the television. Oh, shut up. Yeah, same. Slap her about. <laughs> and the fact that mom's like, oh, we'll, we'll fix it. I'm like, what? No. Can they kill her and eat her for Christmas dinner instead? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm for it. No, Safe babe. not going to do that. Um, well, woman, it's hard because his wife's obviously... But she does stand up for herself. His and wife? She, no, no, not the wife. Um, the dog. The dog wife. The oh, dog sorry. Wife. You mean <laughs> role of women? Can we actually count like a female dog in the description of role of women? Of course of, we can. Well, I don't role of female characters. It's a role of women. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we can no, look at... Okay, so, was, we, so by extension, we can look at if that. If you say that, then no. She's the strongest female character in, in, she in is, the film. She is, but not seen in a great light. I would include her. Fly? I think Fly's all right. Mm, yeah. Yeah? But Fly stands up to him. Yeah. And no matter what, she still believes in Babe. She yeah, doesn't back she does. down. She does. And Although she some takes, of her beliefs... She takes in the poor little pig, even like when it's not necessarily what her kind would be expected to do. And you do see her talk her kind when she says, you know, we are the stronger, you know, we are the, we are the dogs, we are more, more, inf- more inferior, inferior? Superior. We are superior. Su- yeah, to the sheep yeah. and the pigs. Yeah. You know, so uh, I hear you. Uh, what about the sheep? I mean, the sheep are all females too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked Ma. Yeah. As a I, character, I really like Ma. 
yeah. kind of this old crotchety kind older of, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say what she says. Yeah, say what she says. <laughs> well, she's got a like, grumpy grandma. Go, but I was just telling her how nice you were. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma characters are always the best. I'll say this much. I, except for the part where she starts to like placate her tantruming daughter, I didn't mind Hoggett's daughter in this. Yeah, because that was only a very small the son-in-law part, was 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 the pots. Oh, he was an idiot. Yeah, an idiot. I don't know. Um, best character? Oh, Ferdinand by far. Oh, really? Oh, I loved. Him. Okay, <laughs> absolutely loved him. He kind of disappeared. He shows up at the end, like shush, we're watching oh, the television. I know, I know, but through that whole first first second act, brilliant. He's 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 the kid you're not supposed to talk to at school. I mean, he was all right in that oh, regard. So good. Yeah, that's true. Also, he gives us the cautionary tale. Look, don't be like him. Realize, who, know your role. Yeah. Realize who you are. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie. Completely agree with Ferdinand. Wow. He's amazing. Oh, nice. I, I love him. Like, he is good. Abs- it did, no question at all who my favorite character oh. is. Yeah, same. Wow. Same. Georgia? Uh, I liked Fly. I think that was probably going to be quite obvious with the dogs. Oh. I liked her puppies when they were there at the beginning. They were they were very cute. And I did like the mice. I must yeah. say, I liked the mice. I called that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I called that when we were watching it. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the guy on the VHS box. It's Babe. I love oh. Babe. Babe is great. Do you know who I thought you were going to say? Who are you say? The farmer. Yeah, he's like right up there. It's like yeah, one yeah, and one yeah. A. I was going to sort of yeah, get a yeah. thing. That'd be my guess. Every week I have to guess. Yeah, you do the guess. I'm sorry. I'll keep that for next and, time. And, uh, you know, I was going to guess yeah. the farmer. So, um, best moment, best element? You do probably both, actually. Best scene? Georgia. Oh, sorry. Georgia, somebody want to say? Yeah, no, it's okay. I think I've realized why I have such a, like, dislike towards this film without ever having seen it before. And it's because it's called Babe. I hate the term of endearment, babe. Like, so do it I. makes my ears scratch. Oh, and my, like my, my mother used gag. to call me babe. Mm-hmm. And now I think I'm just kind of going, oh, that's why I don't like this with on like a subconscious level. Level. It's because it's called babe and the pig is called babe. Oh, even though it's short for like baby? Yeah, but I don't like baby either. No, no, it's horrible. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm with Georgia. Uh, if yeah. anyone out there still wants to date me, um, don't call, don't me, call babe. me babe. <gasps> oh, that's yeah. another film. That's a Pam Ranson well, film. Don't call Bar- me- yeah, barbed wire, isn't it? Don't call me babe. Is it- oh, barbed wire. <laughs> All right. We're not reviewing that. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, favourite scene in the film? Yeah. My favourite scene was the bit where um, everybody's laughing and then dumbfounded at the very end. Yeah. And how everything is so slow. And it's supposed to be on a timer. Yeah. And he's just standing there, staunt-like. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, he's still standing there. And, every, and everyone's, yeah, I love that bit. Uh, Ellie? I already talked about my favourite scene. It's the bit where Ferdinand's talking about the alarm clock. And um, he's really cute and complaining about the machine. I love him. He is really clever. I'll give him this. He's really <laughs> he clever. Uh, Georgia? Um, not probably for the typical reasons why I usually like a scene, but I really like the whole scene where um, with the dogs attacking the sheep and then Babe almost gets shot. I thought oh, wow, that okay. was really well done. Uh, like, because you do believe for a bit that that's that's the end of it's it. Like, if it wasn't for the yeah. fact there was still like an hour left, you'd be like, "Oh shit, babe's dead." Like, I yeah, no, I enjoyed that scene. I think it was well shot, and the use of light and dark in this film is very good. Okay. Camera angles were amazing. 
in this film. Cinematography was very strong. Yeah, in this. Oh, I'll give you that. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. We'll yeah, do Best yeah. Element. Uh, best scene for me. I'm going to go with the, uh, if I had words to make a day for you, the 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 the, old, the bottle feeding dance yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew you'd go for oh, it. I, I was, actually, I was going to give you the chance to say that. It was it. so, <laughs> I knew it. Oh, it just makes me happy. I don't know what it is. I just like to see this guy sort of shake off his constraints, and he doesn't maybe he's showing much. the pig, like you know, we all get to step outside of our rules, I and mean, we all get yeah. to be someone who we're not. And you know, talk about when we did trading places, where like someone could have really used to explain the ending to us. Yeah, um, it's like someone could have really used to explain kind of how that makes Babe fix. But I think it is that. I guess the idea that he sees that we're not just locked into the roles that someone else gives us. Absolutely. We're individuals, and we can change and be what we want to be. And that's one of the first times he smiles. It is. He's really kind of. He's not. He's not mean. He's no. just kind of expressionless the yeah. whole film. Yeah. yeah. So I. Yeah, like, I was one hundred percent on board with James Cromwell when I saw this the first time as as a young man, and I'm still one hundred percent on board with James Cromwell. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, what about favorite element? Favorite element of the film. <sighs> I think you might have already talked about it. Yeah, cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some beautiful shots. That one of Very Babe being beautiful. revealed in the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just that static shot of him with the TV and then the sheep going behind. <laughs> it's just so well done. It's the perfect place to put the camera. It is. Yeah. The shot with the doll's house as well, with the hand going in. Yeah, and different so bits good. and pieces. The shot, there's a shot as well when the. A committee are deliberating whether or not the pig can compete and it's very they're all very backlit you can't actually see them like it's all it's all very yeah, it's very well done it's very well done uh ellie i guess like the animal handling um the way the just the way that it's done is is really clever how they've i don't I, know it, like trained the animals yeah. to do certain I mean, things it's clever um, how launching off what you're saying ellie it, it's clever how they did the puppetry and the real animals and make them merge well together yeah, I mean, the only bit that I really noticed was um, when Rex is sedated. But yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's difficult without you couldn't kind of sedate, knowing exactly like, where the yeah. puppets no. fit in. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. It was just it was just really cleverly done. The animals did lots of cool stuff that animals wouldn't normally do. Mm. Well oh, so, done. Oh, we'll put that bit where a uh, babe falls off the thing. Oh, that was. And it goes, ooh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. That's, that's when he's trying to talk the rooster and getting up in <laughs> yeah. And he backs up and he sort of just falls off. Like, that's not trained. That's no. just, they, <laughs> they just caught some magic on screen. They did. Yeah. And they used that with the language yeah. as well. That was great. Um, but just, just to sort of elaborate a little bit more on what they say, like, we said it last week with the Muppets, but it's the idea of very quickly you forget that these are animals who've been trained to do this stuff. You very quickly, I think, buy into the narrative that Babe's just running off to see Fly or Babe's running off to do this. And that's when it's done right. You can go, you don't think about how this is being done or all the work that would have gone into making this happen or the fact there's 80 different pigs and how did they make it seem so seamless. You think it's one pig story the whole way through. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's such big contrast in everything from the violence to the nice bits, the heartfelt bits. Yeah. You know, the color, everything is so dramatic in, in in every way it comes across it's very pastoral it's very small world yeah it's very pastoral yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, like I like that though. for me liam i mean you have a hard time guessing this one i think but you can have a, you can have a go on it the score no not the score those scores are excellent i wasn't it, even didn't thinking you? about it yeah. yeah for me it's the structure of the film i feel that i like the episodic nature we've talked about it a fair I bit like that too. but i feel it's perfectly paced it's, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, it gets in and out. I mean, I think it's about 85 minutes of actual screen time, yeah. maybe less. Mm-hmm. And you get your story. Here's your care. You can't, I mean, with animals, I mean, you can really overstay your welcome with the whole talking animal bit. It goes, here's the situation. Here's where we're going. Here's the natural. And the big reveal at some point, he's got to find out that he's supposed to be eaten. 
Yes. And how's he going to respond to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And generally, it was tight and tidy and got us to the end. And when we got to the end, everything felt earned still. Yeah. That moment of him with the, uh, with Farmer Doggett, Farmer Hoggett, <laughs> at the end, and almost mirrors the bit where he picks him up out of the out of the box at the start. Yeah. And that'll do dog, that'll do pig. Yeah. Some really nice mirroring there. So that was nice. Uh, both guys, the producer and the director, both apparently they both wrote it, but whoever was really responsible for the writing the majority of, of the screenplay, um, well done. It's I think I think it's an excellently paced and just a really well done story as well. Story and script are both excellent. And it didn't outstay its welcome. It didn't. No, you didn't. It ended when it ended. It didn't labor. No, and no, that was yeah. per, that was the perfect place to. Sometimes I'd go. You got out of dodge really, really quickly. That was the right place to get out of dodge. Oh, absolutely. What are you gonna do? Go home and go. Wow, babe, we all love you now. Yeah, yeah. you can sleep in the barn. Like that's it's not giving me anything extra. Here's your hand, Mrs. Hoggett. <laughs> Give Shabe a really big hug. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't need any of that stuff. Like that no, was the right way it, to end it. it. Ended to the right and place. he's smiling again, the farmer. Absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. So I like that they both believed in each other. Yeah. As weird as it is. Because yeah. he's the one who's going to be laughed. I mean, the animals will all laugh at you. Well, actually, everyone, forget the animals. Everyone's going to laugh at Farmer Farmer Hoggett. Well, everyone was laughing at him to start with, yeah, weren't they? exactly. So yeah. there we go. Um, is there a grumble about this film? Uh, some of the, some of the, like, I liked for, for its time, 95, with the puppetry and the animals and phasing in between them. There was odd moments where you knew that wasn't the case. Okay. Um, but other than that, not really. I I really like this film. Okay. Uh, Ellie? Absolutely. Um, I hate the mice. Oh, <laughs> I don't know okay. if I mentioned oh, this. Oh, I like the mice. <laughs> I just, they were just so squeaky and annoying, and then they started singing, and I was like, what the hell is happening? And at the <laughs> end, we have the, you know, when it comes up, you know, the end in the nice storybook font, I was like, oh thank goodness there's no mice and then there's like a couple of beats of silence and they go and one and two and three hit it and then they like introduce the credit mice and there's the fucking mice singing the credits i was like ah! i say i like that i like that uh, <laughs> hated it all right uh georgia um i just didn't feel entirely engaged i think i just struggled to struggled to concentrate um i don't know whether it was a combination of the fact that i don't i've never really loved Animal, talking animal films anyway they've never been my strong pursuit Homeward and Bound. the fact that i yeah it, it, it i was gonna ask really, that but you go ahead finish yeah Homeward Bound, Bound didn't really string with me i've never really enjoyed <laughs> charlotte's web like any any of them i'm not not bothered why i've not even watched the new lion king because i know it won't interest me and i know they're not real animals they are animated at that point but it's a very poor version. yeah they just don't they just don't You're not lying. engage me particularly. <laughs> You're the king of this. <laughs> no, they don't engage me particularly. And that coupled with the fact that it is Babe, which we've spoken about, and yeah, then like it being broken up in a way was then just further distancing me from being able to concentrate. And one of the bigger segments where it was a longer chapter, as it were, where the, like the one where Babe was going to get shot... That I, that I was watching like fully, I was kind of going, oh, oh, like I was enjoying that, but then it, I got ripped back out of it again. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I think it's a good film. I think it's done very well. It's just not a film for me. Sure. Um, remember watching the sequel then? No, if it it's a darker up. tone, I might, I might enjoy it. It is a darker tone. I, I think, it might I think, be different. Yeah, I think it might qualify. Cisco and Ebert were very high on the sequel. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so mine would be. Um, 
I didn't like the extremes I felt they went to with. It sounds silly to say it, but also not. But domestic violence between Fly and yeah. Rex, I felt you could have had maybe um, maybe Rex is barking at her and she's cowering underneath the wagon or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And then you can still have the farmer come out and he can still get bit. Yeah. But I felt that actually having him attack her. Because they face off, don't they? Yeah. I had a hard time forgiving him for that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't care what the movie tells me to do later. I, I had a hard time with that. Yeah. Uh, props to the voice cast, though. I gotta say, yeah. everybody I thought did a really, really good job amongst the voice cast. There wasn't one per one one voice where I went, "This isn't lending it itself at all." Fit. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it was all really strong. Uh, best role ever. I mean, uh, James Cromwell, maybe. I mean, he was just, it was, he was nominated for an Oscar. Spent, yeah, it's mostly spent on screen. Yeah. Well, up to that point. Oh, okay. Up to that point, I think he said some more since and oh, some okay. things. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. But yeah, so I him. did like me in Green Mile though. I haven't seen it, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, the voice cast, I think it's a different kettle of fish. We've talked about voice acting versus yeah, yeah. Uh, on-screen acting. And uh, I don't know the woman who played as me in anything besides the two Babe movies. So I guess it's hers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't think of anything. Uh, so that just is with The Age Game. The Age Game, let's all play The Age Game. Cool. Ellie. So I've just done the main two. Um, so we'll start with... Uh, Farmer Hoggett, Mr. Hoggett. Farmer Hoggett. Um, I'm gonna Not say, in his 20s. I'm going to say... Damn it, he's ruined it. 56. <laughs> okay. Georgia? How much? 56. Mm, 62. 55. He's 55. Oh, hey, so close. In. I had 55 in my head before he's 56. So I thought he was 55. I was like, damn it. Oh, okay. So I was like, I'm taking the 55. Uh, and, and that just leaves. Mrs. Hoggett. Um, 37. 42. I will defer because I know some information. She's only 34. I was going to say young. Oh. Yeah. So on yeah. that There's a note, big age gap there. Is- Magda Zabanski was only in her early 30s when she won the role of Esme Hoggett, who was supposed to be elderly. So she was made up to look about 20 years older. I call BS that she's supposed to be in her 50s. Yeah, no way. She did not look in her 50s. She nope. looked, looked like a woman who was pushing 40. Yep. So I don't care what you did to her. She looks like she's pushing 40. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> looked older than 34. So I guess they didn't, although there was a, was it 21 year age gap? Yeah. It didn't look that big on screen. Well, especially, you also forgive it because, you know, he's kind of just like whipped, isn't he? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, all right. Like, you know, like you very rarely see them in the same scene. Mm. Like that was, an, I think that's a conscious decision. Don't show them in the same frame, just to 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 exaggerate the distance between them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So while we're just waiting for Georgia to look up some critical stuff, um, I'll bring up that we have our best of show coming out on Friday, which yep. is the the besties. The besties. I should be fun. We're look back at all the films we've done to this point, really, in the in the podcast. Um, anything that we've done a full review on is up for fair game. See it or skip it is not. Bill and Ted 3 is not. <laughs> uh, nor is anything that we may have watched only for the purpose of a real roundtable. It has to be stuff that we actually did a full review yeah, yeah, yeah. on. I was going to say, I don't think that um, Bill and Ted see it or skip it will quite make it to the besties. It, 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 it might have made it to the, 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 the following week. Yeah. Uh, but no. Mm. So there's that. I will never watch that film again. What? N- number three? Yeah. Yeah. I... I uh, <laughs> I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, I would have gladly walked out halfway through oh, and yeah. gone and gone. I've supported my local theater. 
Yeah, yeah. I've given <laughs> the money. If it the money. we were recording the podcast on it, then uh, I think... I'm going to get things set up. You guys just told me how it finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's that. I'll tell unanimous. you what. Pardon me? It wasn't unanimous. No, Ethan said it was worth a C. Ethan said see it. Everybody else said skip it. Uh, I have my theories as to why um, our our good young friend Ethan uh, would, would decide to do that. But... Um, yeah, I think it's what he. It's like sometimes you just know certain people like different things in their filmmaking, and yeah. I think Ethan's got things I know he likes in his filmmaking that I don't really as much hold. Just like some people really like that visual storytelling, and it's not as important to me. But script is super important to me, and it's not to, it's not to some people. So kind of knowing where you are at, Georgia, how are we doing? I am there. Okay, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so I've got a review here from Carrie Ricky from the uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. Inquire, that's a difficult word to say, inquirer. Yep. Um, she gives it four out of four. Um, says, Babe is not, strictly speaking, a kid's movie. It's a preposterously funny fable that strikes a chord with adults too. Um, then we have one that uh, kind of ties in with that from Gary Drexler from the uh, Chicago Tribune. He says, for children, this movie will play out like a storybook come to life. Adults at first will marvel marvel at the special effects and puppetry but ultimately they'll be won over by the nuances of a story that finds a fresh way to deliver a timeless message uh, so i think they probably agree on that that one got gave a um gave three and a half out of four so they're it, everyone is um reviewing it very highly i can't find our good friend uh, roger ebert but his partner i believe jonathan rosenbaum from the chicago reader um says the characters both animal and human are solidly cons- conceived and the storytelling and visuals are expertly fashioned so all in all it seems like it's very well very well taken i can't actually find a top critic review that slates it um so yeah everyone everyone seems to think it's good maybe i'm the grinch in this story (laughs) (laughs) Uh, roger ebert said babe is a movie made with charm and wit and unlike some family movies it does not condescend not for a second it believes it's okay to use words a child might not know and to have performances that are the best available. James Cromwell as the farmer and Magnus Zabansky as his wife are always convincing. So yeah, Roger Ebert was a fan, certainly, of the film and gave it three stars. So uh, that's, that's generally... Out of four. Out of four. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that, that's, uh, that's, that's good. That's a good, good review. So, yeah. um, and then uh, put out the fleece, and not, maybe not too surprisingly, we only had the one uh, friend of the podcast, Debbie, said, haven't seen Babe in ages, but remember enjoying the film and love James Cromwell in this. A charming film and a charming story, which she is currently reading with her three-year-old. Oh, nice. So she's reading the source material. I'd be very interested to know what the difference is between the source material and the film are. Yeah, I would. Yeah, just an interesting thought. So that is that. So all that's left for us to do now really is to give our ratings so liam what do you give babe i give it a strong seven and a half sheep the half being the mum. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow just the fact that it's just sheep it yeah. nah, just a sheep. <laughs> seven and a half sheep all right uh ellie um i think i'm gonna give it on the strong side of a six and a half wow um so it's like, you know, if we could give three quarter points, it would be a 6.75, but we can't. So I'm verging on the six and a half. All right. Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm with Ellie, six and a half. Probably I'd be the lower side of six and a half. 
right, so we, we middle out very yeah, nicely. You middle out then, that's We okay. do, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a good film. It's well made. It's just not for me. Okay. I've got a feeling here, Ian, that you're going to be the highest score on this. I, I have a lot of weeks, mm. and this is one of them, yes. If, I think you're going to go for an eight. If I could make a word, so if I could make a day with words for eight U's, uh, that's what I would do here. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, so. I'm eight. I, I, I think it's a charming little film. It is. A, I it really is. do. And we seem to like this more than the girls, though. Yeah, like my grumble. I, I mean, I talk about the mess of violence. I mean, I really had to stretch for that in the sense of there's really nothing else in the film that I would change. No. Uh, not that makes it a 10, but it makes it a, 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 an excellently made film. Yeah. And um, I think it's got the best parts of things like Homeward Bound and uh, Animal Farm and Look Who's Talking and things yeah. of those nature and created a character who was the ultimate underdog. And it's hard to do genuine. I've said this before. It's hard to do. The hardest thing to do isn't comedy, isn't drama. It's heart. And to have unadulterated, wholesome heart. The Muppets do this. And that's why it's so easy to be a cynic these days. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. have a film like Babe that comes along and just goes, it's just a genuine feeling of people who want to do nice things and the right thing and you cheer for them. That's a hard thing to pull off from the 90s onward when you know sarcasm and cynicism made it to the mainstream ridiculously starting with the bart simpson era right mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that kind of humor i really enjoy that kind of humor but you also have to have a chance and a time for, for for things being just genuine spirit and not being mocked for it and i think this pulls it off in spades i also think they weren't afraid to use silence in this movie I would agree with you There's that. a lot of silence in mm. this movie, and I think they used it really wisely, and you were still engaged in it. Georgia, you'd appreciate this, I think. I mean, the idea that James Cromwell does so much without words. Yeah, no, I did appreciate this, yeah. very much so. Like, we made fun of it. A hundred and something words nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Despite being on the screen, huge amounts of the film. Yeah. So Fred, how much Fred of his acting him. is just, is just yeah, it's just the images. Yeah. So really, really, really well done. Yeah. So that's it for us. If you wanted to get us, if you're out there going, I missed my window. Christmas is over. What could I get the guys from best film ever for Christmas? What kind of belated present or what New Year's resolution could I make? Why not go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review? Um, the people who do these things, ourselves included, but if you listen to other podcasts, do it for them too. I mean, um, if you're enjoying what they do and you download what they do, you have no idea how much joy it brings us when someone goes ahead and says, hey, we got a review, and we pass it around. And yeah, he, we he, love he, it. Here's what they said. So it would take 60 seconds of your time. Do it for us. Do it for some other podcast. But if you're a regular listener of podcasts, let that be your New Year's resolution. Why not try and find time to let the people whose content you appreciate know that you appreciate them? Because I guarantee you, you'd think it's just a drop in the bucket or you think that we're not, and we will celebrate it like it is the thing that it is we just love someone going we appreciate and you will get a mention we will and you'll get a mention and i will dance like the farmer (laughs) (laughs) i won't have a i won't have a pig that i'm suckling but (laughs) (laughs) put on a happy face there we go so um please join us later this week when we talk about um the best of but we have not talked about yet what we are doing next week we haven't I have an audio cue oh. clue for us. So I'm going to play you a sound bit. Can you tell me what we're doing next week? Ooh. Here we go. Go for it. Oh, I know this. I will say that the crown isn't the only thing going on with a princess Diana these days. 
what is timely? It's in theaters right now. It had an original film. The sequels just come out. Liam, you might have been supposed to be going to see it. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is yeah. what we are going to tackle next Fantastic. week. The DC. I've never seen Wonder Woman. I have seen it, and I really liked it. Okay, I good. really liked it. Ellie, too. have you seen it? Yeah. Nope. No, so two of us haven't seen it. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be our first review of 2021. So we'll start the new March towards the best of 2021 starting then. I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I know you are, which is why I'm surprised you didn't get the... I did. But it's just like, you know when I sit in there and you're like, I know that. Why do I know that? Oh, <laughs> damn you. The first time I heard that sting, I'll talk about it next week, but it was in Batman versus Superman. And I went, oh, this is cool. That is cool. Just the music, just the theme. I didn't like Batman versus Superman though. No, but I'm just she was the She was the best thing in it. She was the best thing in it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So please join us next week when we talk about... Your name is Diana, right? Sorry? Her name is Diana yeah. in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Princess Diana. <laughs> Wonder Woman. So... Wonder Woman. For yeah. Best Film Ever, my name's Ian. And I'm Liam. I've been Ellie. And I'm Georgia. And guys, looking back, I think we've done a good job. So the only thing I've got left to say is, that'll do, guys. That'll do. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Catch on the flippity flip flop. Flippity flop. <laughs> <laughs>